On the Wild Wellness Podcast, self-hypnosis for anxiety, insomnia, and reducing stress with Dr. Diane Haspel-Johnson. She earned a BFA from Rhode Island School of Design, followed by her PhD in psychology with an emphasis on health psychology from Saybrook University. She spent eight years as the vice president of continuing education programs for the Southern California Society for Clinical Hypnosis and became president of that organization. She co-taught the year-long clinical hypnosis seminar at UCLA's Department of Psychiatry. Although she continues to speak on a broad range of topics to professionals, the public, in podcasts and summits, sleep has become her particular area of expertise, and this has led her to become a VIP contributor to Ariana Huffington's wellness site, thriveglobal.com. Dr. Diane maintains licenses from both the California and Colorado Boards of Psychology. She is a consultant for the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis, co-founder of the Los Angeles Erickson Institute, as well as the member of the Society of Clinical and Experimental Hypnosis, American Psychological Association Division of Hypnosis, and she holds a certificate as a somatic experiencing practitioner. You are going to get so much out of this episode on self-hypnosis for anxiety, insomnia, and reducing stress. By the way, I'm Jenny Holbert, if we haven't met, and I'm all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. WILD actually stands for Women Into Living Their Dreams, because I believe that when we take care of our bodies, we can take all the adventures and live our one wild life. So thank you for being here, and here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. At the end of this episode, Dr. Diane leads us through a guided hypnosis session. So I just want to mention that for that portion, you want to be somewhere that you're not driving or doing anything that might be distracting or unsafe to do a hypnosis. And she will remind you when we get to that part. So welcome, Dr. Diane. Hi, Jenny. It's great to be here. And I am so excited to share with you and the listeners information about hypnosis and self-hypnosis as a way to naturally relieve stress. So I'm going to give you the ins and outs and teach you a self-hypnosis strategy that you and the listeners can do on your own. And this will kind of be a template to sort of educate people and teach you all uh, a method. So I would advise that um, at the end, when I give that to you, make sure you're not driving, be able to really kind of listen and um, think about it so that you can get the most out of it when you do it yourself later. Okay, so first order of business is to tell you about what hypnosis is. A lot of people are pretty confused about that because there's a lot of different things in the media and in films and stage hypnosis. And really what hypnosis is, is it is attentional focus. In other words, where we put our attention allows us to focus on what we get absorbed in. And then the peripheral um, sounds and thoughts and activities will all kind of fade into the background. So this can happen in a more formal state, like in a, um, a formal hypnosis state or self-hypnosis state or it can also happen naturally. So for example, let's say you are driving on the freeway and you are really absorbed in the music and in the you know, driving for a number of hours or you're driving on, um, home from work and it's something that's kind of automatic for you. So 
it, you kind of go into almost like a little bit of a, um, an automatic pilot state and you kind of get absorbed in the music or what you're thinking about and suddenly you miss your exit or suddenly you find yourself home and it's like, wait, what just happened? That's kind of a hypnotic state. The same can be said of if you're, um, if you're engrossed in a really riveting conversation in a restaurant, this is an example I really like to use because I think we've had this experience, right? Where we're in a restaurant, we're talking to somebody, super interesting, there's a lot of background noise, but we don't even notice it. And before we know it, hours have passed. It feels like it's been like a half an hour and it's like three hours have passed. That's time distortion, that's absorption. That's the background noises, the background activities just fading into the background. And that's kind of a naturally occurring hypnotic state. So it's not this kind of like woo woo out there thing that a lot of people think it is. It's actually, in fact, a stable characteristic that's been measurable since about the 1960s. And um, it's something that most people can experience. So one of the things that I like to do is to teach people self-hypnosis. The difference between hypnosis and self-hypnosis is exactly what it sounds like. When you're doing hypnosis, you have a practitioner like myself, a professional who's guiding you in some kind of a trance state or in a conversational hypnosis state. Whereas when you're doing self-hypnosis, you learn a technique and you can um, kind of put yourself into that state. So like I was saying before, that kind of naturally happens. But what I have found is, is that when people don't really understand what hypnosis and self-hypnosis is, they're kind of going in and out of those natural states all the time, but they're not in control of it. So one of the great advantages, I think, to learning self-hypnosis is that you then control that trance state and you can decide when you go in and also you can also decide when you want to sort of stay present and not necessarily engage with what's going on around you and that can really help with stress because a lot of times we're um, super focused on something maybe even that we're worried about for example and we get so engrossed in that worry that we just get really super stressed our energy kind of drains and we can't really think about other things. Maybe we have trouble with sleeping. You know, my area of expertise is sleep. And I find that a lot of the time people get so caught up in their ruminating thoughts and their worries and their to-do list and just what happened during the day that they can't quiet their minds or they fall asleep and then they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep or they sleep restlessly. And that's one of the reasons why I think that doing self-hypnosis and learning self-hypnosis specifically for sleep actually is pretty incredible because it allows us to regulate our energy. So, you know, okay, think about it this way. During the day, we're guided by our conscious mind, right? We're making decisions, we're setting our intentions, we're doing these things, we're moving through our day. And our self-conscious mind is kind of the boss-ish, <laughs> or so we like to think, right? Our, when we're sleeping, our unconscious mind is in that leadership position. It's guiding us, 
And it's doing a lot of really important things in terms of how it consolidates information in our brains and our memories. It's resting our bodies. It's really kind of pushing the reset button. Hypnosis and self-hypnosis are kind of a transition state. So when you are in a hypnotic state, you're still thinking, you're still aware of what's going on. You know, it's not like you're asleep, although sometimes you might feel like you kind of zone out and almost feels like you're asleep, but you're not really asleep. It's kind of a different brain wave. Um, and of course, when we are sleeping, right, we're in a different state than when we're awake. So hypnosis is kind of a transition. You're not fully asleep. It's different than that. But you're not fully awake either. It's different than that. It's kind of this bridge state. Now, you might be wondering, you and the listeners, about how that's different than meditation. And, you know, I actually at one point sat on a panel, a continuing education panel with other professionals, kind of trying to unpack that question of what's the difference. Ultimately, what we kind of decided is that meditation is really about a state of non-attachment or at oneness, about just being. Hypnosis can be about that too, but usually there's an intention, there's a treatment goal. Now, even with stage hypnosis, right, which people do for entertainment, um, that's still a goal, entertainment. Um, I'm not really that in support of that because I think it's a really powerful tool and it should be used uh, very intentionally and with great care when you're doing uh, hypnosis for a specific issue. But also when you learn self-hypnosis, you're still setting kind of a goal. Now that goal might be stress relief, right? So there's certain suggestions that you can give yourself and things that you can do in order to facilitate that. But that's still a goal. In the case of my area of expertise, which is sleep, when I set that intention, so for example, I have um, an online set that teaches people self-hypnosis with videos and it's got seven different audios and um, guidebooks and those different audios all have as the intention helping people to rest to reset their energy to maybe take a cat nap during the day or to fall asleep better at night or to breathe more easily during sleep and so those are all intentions that we're setting so that's one of the big differences, I think, just as far as just being able to understand it. The other thing, though, is, is that when they've done studies and looked at, um, at the brain waves and um, activity in the brain, what they have actually found is that meditation tends to be more of an alpha brain wave, which is like when you close your eyes and just kind of start to relax, you start to move into alpha. And when you're in some of the deeper stages of sleep, um, like the stage three sleep, which is where you start to get the slow wave restful sleep, that's actually a theta brain wave. And when they've looked at the functional MRIs, the, the scans of the brain in hypnosis, and when they've looked at some of the other um, measures of the brain and brain activity, what they found is that hypnosis is actually um, a theta brainwave. So that's another way that meditation and hypnosis are different, alpha brainwaves versus theta brainwaves dominantly. And also that's, I think, one of the reasons that hypnosis is so helpful with sleep. And of course, if you take a little 
even a 10 minute little self-hypnosis break during the day for stress relief, and you're starting to tap into some of that, those slower waves in the brain, and you're, you're really getting a different kind of rest. And so then I have found that people then really feel refreshed and they can be more productive and more patient and be their best selves. So I think that's um, a really good um, strategy, right? To be able to do something like that, to be able to reset yourself during the day. So I want to just kind of guide you and the listeners through something and kind of teach you a little bit. So what I would say is, is that um, at some point during the day or, you know, when you get into bed, maybe during, try this during the day, just even taking five, 10, 15 minutes to, to just find a quiet space and just let yourself be in a comfortable position. Now, if, again, if the listeners are listening to this um, while you're driving, just, just take sort of notes on this. And, and rather than kind of like letting yourself walk through it, you know, you, if you want to walk through it as kind of an example, you can, but do that later when you're in a quiet place. And this is really a guideline for you. So just find a quiet space. You can sit down or you can lie down and just tell yourself that at this time, there's nothing that you need to do. You can just be free from all cares and worries at this time. Right now, Just notice that you're exactly where you need to be, doing exactly what you need to do. And just notice how as you take in the breath, you bring it all the way down to the belly. And the belly can expand, the chest can expand as you take in exactly what you need. And it's an interesting thing to notice how you know exactly what to do. And as you release the next breath, each time you do that, Notice how you're letting go of what you no longer need. It's an interesting thing to just notice. Just notice how as you take in that air and move it down, through the chest to the abdomen. The air knows exactly where to go. The body knows exactly what to do and just be aware of that. You can feel that. You've done this billions of times and know that right now you're taking in exactly what you need. Pausing for just a moment between that 
inhalation and that exhalation. And as you release out that air, you're expressing yourself out into the world, freeing yourself of some of that tension. Resetting, reminding yourself that this is a new moment. You're free just to be in this moment. Somehow, deep down, your unconscious mind knows exactly how much air to take in and to release out. And you're nourishing yourself in the perfect way. Expressing yourself out into the world in this moment in the perfect way. Just allowing yourself to be. Just to be aware of that. To feel it. To remind yourself of that. And later, you can, anywhere you are, and at any time, just take one of these breaths and notice how you take in and release. And it resets and rejuvenates you. And then open your eyes, wide awake, fully alert and refreshed and ready to go about your day. And I hope this was helpful to all of you. And um, I would love to get your comments and feedback. So please do give them to me. And, um, and if you like, and you want more sleep tips, or um, I have some free materials, you can um, go to the links in the show notes and downloads a free ebook and video um, with some great tips. I hope this is helpful to you. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much to Dr. Diane, and thank you for listening, for making it to the end of this episode. I hope you got so much out of it and would love to hear what your main takeaway was or what you learned about self-hypnosis for anxiety, insomnia, and reducing stress. You can leave it as a comment when you rate and review the podcast, or take a screenshot of this episode and tag me and also tag Dr. Diane on Instagram. You can find those links in the show notes wherever you're listening or jennyholbert.com forward slash one zero nine. And one more thing before you go, the next cycle of Wild Femme Fit is starting really soon. This is a 29-day guided training to sweat and sink with your cycle. And you can get all the details at jennyholbert.com forward slash wild femme fit. That's wild F-E-M fit. The link is in the show notes. And until we chat again, my friend, go live your one wild life. <laughs>